Amen. Brother Don, you can come on up here because that, that way we'll just we'll get started and uh, we'll just kind of we'll kind of just uh, move back and forth. And uh, now, if you have your Bibles, I want I want you to go ahead and just flip over to Psalms one hundred seven nineteen, and I want to I want to share a passage with you first. And um, you know, there's uh, one of the things, and you've heard us say this many times. We've talked about this in the house that you know twenty twenty three would be a year of us teaching sound doctrine, and so. So it's important that we that we understand that you know what God wants to do, but how how He wants to operate in our lives. And you know, I'm reminded that in Hebrews six one, you know, um, you know, God, there's the, there's the doctrine of baptisms, baptism, and then there's the, the 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 doctrine of laying on of hands. And you know, in reference to that, the Bible calls these things elementary things. That the, these are things that aren't mysterious. For, for God's people to understand or grab a hold of, but these are things available to us now for us to understand now. Amen? So, so we're gonna go, I'm going to go through some pretty practical things tonight, and maybe you've me- never thought of these. Maybe, maybe you've got them all figured out, and, uh, but we're going we're gonna to move right into this. But Psalms 107, verse 19, it says, it says uh, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distress. He sent His word, and He healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for Your Word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, I want to just start with this because there are a number of methods in uh, in the Word where where we see or whereby healing is administered or how healing comes. Now, a lot of times people might think that well, it's just the gift of healing operating. Uh, you know, in one person, or it, it's just healing in general. But even last week, one of the things we got into was we talked last Wednesday about the anointing oil. It being uh, it being a point of contact. Uh, it being something that's used when we pray for the sick. James five. We talked about that last week, and I'm not necessarily going to move into that. That'll probably come up tonight somewhere. But but I, I want to get into just uh, the the first one I want to cover tonight is using the name of Jesus. So if you're taking notes tonight, maybe you've got your phone. And uh, Brother Don also, we, I think he had mentioned the authority of, of the name and, and using the name. So we're going to jump right into the first one tonight and using the name of Jesus. Because it's important to understand that, that as, as believers, we, we don't all operate at the same level. Of, 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 we don't always operate at the same levels. I'm wanting to level up. Is, is anybody in here wanting to go higher with Jesus? So, so I, I'm, I'm wanting to have my faith level increased even even in the understanding of things like this. So so but it's important to understand. That's why I, I love healing because there's different ways that we see how Jesus healed in the Bible. And so first one using the name. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to John 14. I told you tonight's going to be a night. I'm going to give you some scriptures. And the scriptures you get tonight, things that you get in the Word, underline these things because these are things that you maybe it's in your phone, highlight it, do whatever you need to do. But underline these things because um you know, uh, does anybody know anybody that needs to be healed? Amen. Amen. I, I do too. I know people that, you know, that need healing in their body. Or maybe somebody's needing a, a miracle. Praise God. So, so uh, John 14, verse 13. I want to I start there. And it says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name. What, what's, what's he saying here? Anything you ask in my, in my name, I will do. I'm reading this out of the Amplified. It says, As my representative... This I will do so that the Father may be glorified and celebrated in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name as my representative, I will do it. That's John 14. So I, I, want, I want you to see this because, you know, a lot of times we, we, think, um, we think this word ask, and it's interesting, as I studied out even just this passage this week, you know, that word in the Greek, that word ask is demand. That you actually, as a believer, have the right to place a demand on healing. That when you ask, you're demanding. Think about this. When, when, Peter, uh, when Peter and James was the man at the, at, at the gate, right? You guys know the story in Acts chapter 3. That, that man, when he was at the gate, gate called Beautiful, you know, Peter uh, you know, looked at him and said, Silver and gold, I don't have. I don't have that. But what I have to you, I will give to you freely. Now get up and walk. He commanded him to get up and walk. He didn't say, you know, if, if you just try to do this and if you try to do that. No, he, he placed a demand in the name of Jesus and told the man to get up and walk. And what did the man do? He got up and walked. So I, I, I want you to get this in your, I want you to get it here because you, 
There are times where you've got to have such a, such a tenacity to fight for things. And, you know, and God gives you, he gives you that authority that you, that you as a believer, and you're not demanding God. A lot of times people think, well, you, you know, you, why are you demanding God to do this? God didn't sit in sickness or disease to the earth. It's the enemy. So you're, you're saying, you know, no, I demand the enemy to let the clutches off of my, my loved one or my family or, or, or what I, I, I demand the enemy to let go. In the name of Jesus. We're going to talk about the name of Jesus here in a second. But, but it's so important that when we ask, it's like, well, you know, I hope this happens. We're not saying hope prayers. We're saying faith prayers. Amen. We're, we're, we're placing a demand on the word of God. Everybody with me so far? Brother, John, uh, Brother Don, Don and John, I get you guys. I apologize. But go right ahead. Jump into there real quick. Talk, let's talk a little bit about that authority. And I'll come back real quick. Check one, two. Can you hear me? Praise God. Turn to your Bibles real quick to Philippians chapter 2. Hallelujah. How many know healing is for today? You know, I think of the scripture. The Bible says, for this cause was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to heal all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. Thank you, brother. So when you look at healing, that's the first thing to determine is it a lot of people wrestle with that, that idea. Well, is healing for me? Does God want me well? Uh, does God, should everybody be healed? The, the answer I hear is, I heard a preacher say it years ago, if God didn't want you well, he shouldn't have healed you. Now think about that for a minute. If God didn't want you well, he shouldn't have healed you. When did he heal you? 2,000 years ago when he cried, it is finished. So if he didn't want you saved and he didn't want you uh, healed in your body, he shouldn't have done what he did at Calvary. But because he did that work at Calvary, then it's already been paid. The price has been paid. Your healing has already been purchased. You don't have to do anything to receive your healing. I don't have to do any physical act. I don't have to pay any kind of amount of money. Get that in your spirit. Healing, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's owed to me, but be God in his rich grace and mercy desired to take, take humanity and bring them into a place. Why? Because it represents his covenant with us. We have a covenant of healing with, with Jesus Christ. That's awesome. If you grab a hold of that, you know healing is, my, is mine through Calvary. It's through the covenant. So it's part of the agreement. It's part of the deal. If you get married, you, you have certain agreements and certain covenants that you come into agreement with. It's part of the deal. And he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. So he'll back up exactly what he told you he would do for each one of us. Amen? Philippians chapter 2, as we're talking about that wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 9, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name. It's not just any name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When you think about what Pastor Brad and I were talking about is delegated authority. I don't come to devils. I don't come to sickness and say, in the name of dawn, I cast you out. In the name of Dawn, I release healing because of who Dawn is. Dawn ain't got nothing to do with it. I am, the Bible calls us what? Ambassadors of Christ, right? If I go to, uh, to Egypt and I'm an ambassador for the United States of America, I represent all the authority of, of West Virginia or the United States of America. I'm an ambassador. I have full authority. And there's different types of authority that we speak of. When you look at a police officer, He might weigh 95 pounds soaking wet, but he has a badge on. And that badge represents authority. It's not because he can whip everybody out there that he's stronger than everybody else. That has nothing to do with it. It's what that badge entitles. It represents all of the police force that's behind them. It might be the local police force, and then behind that, it's the, it's the, st- the uh, county. Then behind that, it's the state. If the state ain't good enough, it's the National Guard, and so on. There is authority that's represented. Then there's what's called dunamis power. Now, I might not be able to whip you with my hands, but if, I, if I'm packing a six-pack, uh, a, a six-shooter on my side, you'll back off. 
not because of how strong I am, but because of the power that I'm now wielding. The power is not mine. It's what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, I'm authorized to carry. I'm just using it as a little example because that's how healing works. Because of that precious name of Jesus. I don't just say, there's a devil, so i gotta, I got to speak the name of Jesus. I can speak the name of Ralph, and that devil look at me and stick his tongue out. It's the authority that it carries. And the devil knows, according to this scripture, he hath put all things under his feet. That's the authority that's released through Christ Jesus. When I speak that name, I see Jesus putting his foot on the nap of the devil's neck and triumphing over him, defeating him, taking back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. That's what covenant speaks of in that scripture. And it's important to know that because then when you realize that's what I'm a part of, he's my elder brother. I'm part of the kingdom. God is my father. When you realize you're part of the kingdom of God and you're operating in that authority, every devil in hell, it says every name that is named. It's funny, too, because we're talking about healing, but you notice how every sickness has a name. Cancer, sugar diabetes, heart disease, arthritis. Every sickness has a name. If it's got a name, it has to bow to the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? It's going to be fun tonight, Brother Don. It's going to be fun. You know, I, I, I don't know if I heard this or read it somewhere, but, you know, it's, you know, you as, as a believer have that authority I d- that you can demand the right to use the name of Jesus. It's, you know, and I, we were talking earlier, and I, I said, you know, you know e- even in our culture today, we, people will, will shy away from that name. You know, they'll pray, but they're, they're afraid to add Jesus to the prayer, you know. And if you see it happen on TV, a lot of times what happens is if, a, if a, a news anchor or somebody uses the name of Jesus or a pastor's on there and he mentions the name of Jesus, well, let's go to commercial break because we can, we can you know, everybody believes in God. They might call him Allah. They might, they might have another name for him, you know, in, in uh, India, uh, you know, Hindu Hindu faith, they have millions of gods. So, so you know, uh, you know, for most Hindus or Muslim, you know, not Muslims, but Hindus, they they believe in Jesus as a god, but they believe in seven hundred fifty thousand more gods. Let me back up here real quick. It's important that you understand that it is the name that has been given to you. You'll see this actually in uh, John sixteen, and let me go there real quick because Jesus here, he's he's talking about in prayer. The importance of prayer. But in John 16, it says this, and it says, I'll wait till you get there. This is another great scripture to, to have marked in your Bible. I love John 14, 15, 16. Such, such an anointing uh, on, on those passages. It says, and in this day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask, in the, uh, ask the Father in my name. Catch that. You ask the Father in my name, he will give it, give it, give it to you. Until, uh, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Why, would, why were they not asking anything? Because they were with Jesus. They didn't have to ask because they were with him. They were one of the, the disciples. But when he, he was basically saying, when I go away, look, I, I'm not going to leave you, nor am I going to forsake you. There's something greater that's coming. It's the Holy Spirit. We see that in Acts 1, you know, Acts 2. However, he's saying, look, I, I'm going to give you my name. That, the name, and as he read that out of Philippians chapter 2, the name that is above every name. There's no greater name. You know, demons flee at the mention of that name, the name of Jesus. So it, it's, it's, it's such a thing that we need to hold fast to and understand the name of Jesus is so important. You know, when I pray for my food, I bless my food in the name of Jesus. I don't say, thank you for my food in, in your name. No, in the name of Jesus. I, I use the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is what provides, provides that covering. Amen? You guys trekking with me? Amen. So anything else there? I know we've got some area we're going to try to cover, but if you've got anything else you want to say there, just then further I'll go down, the second one. Further down there in, in uh, John 16, I like what he says here. He says, these things I have spoken to you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto yeah. you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, 
For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. That's powerful. What's, how do I, I come in the name, again, back to that authority. I'm coming in the name of Jesus. And he says, you don't have to, Lord, Jesus, I know you're, you're, you're a little nicer than the Father. Would you, would you ask him if he'll do this? You ever asked, had, went through a, another channel? Mom, ask Dad if he'll do this for me. You're, but he's saying, no, you can come to the Father boldly because you've received me. You believe that I came out of the Father. And that, that's a powerful revelation. And then switch back over here real quick to John's, pastor said it there, John 14. I want to hit this just real quick. Go to John 14, reading at chapter, uh, verse 11. He said, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else, believe me for the very works that I do. Or just believe because I'm, you see the works that I do. It testifies that I'm in the Father, and the Father's working in me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What a powerful revelation that just simply, he's, he, there again, that's that delegated authority. He's saying, if you ask, and that's, that's the next part of it. Not only is it the power of the name, but then he did what? What did he tell his disciples? It says he's breathed on them, said, receive the Holy Ghost. He said he sent them out two by two, and what did they do? They went out casting out devils. They went out healing the sick, and they were like, they were, they were excited, man. They come back, said, even the devils are subject unto us. Jesus set them straight real quick, said, you know, it's not about you, but instead marvel that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's what's most important. But they understood that there was a delegated authority. And as pastor said, I don't believe before Jesus went to the cross that what, what signified Jesus was he humbled himself and became flesh, died on the cross, and therefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name. When he finished what he finished at Calvary, then it was no longer. I believe they were just going out under the anointing, the tangible anointing. Uh, just to encourage you, as uh, we're, we are a church that believes in the Great Commission, we believe in going out, laying hands on the sick, praying for the sick, demonstrating the power of God. It'd be nice if God just come down and start operating in his power, but he's not, he's not left it that way. Why is there not healing today? Why do you not see miracles? Why do you not see signs and wonders? Because the believers aren't operating in it. And that's the delegated authority. God's not going to come off. Jesus, he's our mediator right now between in heaven. He's not coming down to earth to lay hands on the sick. He's commissioned us to do, and that's the next part of how healing works. It works through the believer that's anointed by the Holy Ghost and obedient to the Great Commission to do what he said. If he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, what should we expect? Recovery. We should say, you know what? I'm not shocked that those blind eyes come open. Jesus said I could do it. And I don't do it because I'm a good Christian, because I know the Bible frontwards and backwards, because I have mountains and mountains of faith. I just simply do it in obedience to his word. He said, go and do these things. And I said, Lord, okay, I'll just obey. I'll do these things. I was going to tell a story. Amen. You guys ready for number two? Number two, agreement in prayer. Take your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 18. Agreement in prayer. Now, I want to say something about agreement because, um, you know, and I believe that what we're talking about here is the agreement be between believers. We're not talking about, you know, um, we're not talking about agreement between somebody that doesn't believe. You know, have you ever tried to minister or witness to somebody that doesn't believe and you're trying to pray for them and they're like, yeah, yeah, when, when, you, when you going to be done? You know, you, you, you've went too long, you know, and they're just done with you anyway. But I believe what we're talking, well, I know what we're talking about here. It's the agreement and prayer of believers coming together. So Matthew 18, verse 19, it says, again, I say to you that if two of you, two of you, how many does it take? Two. Two. So two of us, right? 
If two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For whoever two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand agreement, just to understand agreement. It's, it's not just like us coming into a church service tonight that we can, that we can reach an agreement on. Somebody can call me. I'll have a believer. I, I prayed for somebody I don't know, yesterday. Somebody called and said, hey, you know, I need prayer over this, this, and this. And they were a believer. And they said, could you pray with me the prayer of agreement? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. That's also another way that healing could be administered. Are you guys catching this? Because a lot of times we think that there's only, you know, he just heals whenever he wants to heal. But, but please understand, there are things that we can do to activate the word of God in our life. And I, I've, I've used all of these in my own personal life to be healed for something, sometime or another. Getting somebody to come in together, t- together in agreement with me. I've had guys lay hands on me in here, you know, after a men's meeting because I needed something or I needed a healing. And, that, and, and healing comes. It was the prayer of agreement. We talked about that last week, James chapter 5. It's, it's that prayer offered in faith. It's the prayer of agreement of where two or more gathered. There he is in the midst. And, you know, please understand, because a lot of times, you know, I, I don't want to come at it from a, from a religious standpoint, because a lot of times, you know, people say, well, you know, you, you got you know, you to be around the man of God to be healed. You know, that's one way healing could be administered. But, you know, the one thing I love is that you, when, you get a, when you get a body or an army of, of, of the Lord that, that understands and operates in these things, I mean, you know, who in here does street ministry? It has been out. Brother John, have you seen somebody healed on the streets? Amen. Brother Stephen, have you seen somebody healed in the streets? Yeah, I have too. Brother Don has. We've all seen people get touched by God or get healed, you know, just on the streets. Now, you know, that, that's, that's us coming together in agreement in prayer before we ever go out that that's what God's going to do. Amen. And that gift, well, the gift of healing can come on somebody too. There's a whole, there's a whole another dynamic of things that can happen there. But I, it's important that you understand that our agreement, that your, your agreement, you know, where, where does agreement for healing come, come from? It comes through faith. It comes, it, comes the, it's, it's, it comes right through faith that, you know what, I, I believe God's word above, above what I'm hearing. I believe God's word uh, uh, above whatever auntie so-and-so saying or uncle so-and-so saying. I believe God's word, and I'm going to apply the word of God over my situation. Um, man, I... It, watch this, though, because this is so important. He says... If two or more on earth agree on earth concerning, what, what's it say here? It says anything. <laughs> it, it, it's saying anything. I, I, you know, I've had, my wife and I have come together in agreement over our finances. Jesus, we, I, need, I need an understanding or I need to unlock this in my life. We're coming together in agreement over, it, the Bible says anything. Is it healing also? Yes, it's healing also. Is it, you know, do I need to, you know, there's times that we've had to pray over, over you know, I, I quit a job or I left a job and was needing a job. And, you know, what did we do? We prayed. We come together in agreement. You know, it, it didn't mean that I could just go home and sit on the couch and cruise. You know, so please understand that when, when, when you move into an area. His date of when they said he was supposed to be dead, he's still alive. I said, let's rejoice in that. Hallelujah, the doctors got it wrong. Jesus is working in your body. What the devil, they, they can tell pretty much the day you're going to go when, when you have a, a, a deadly disease like this. But he, you rejoice in that. And then you say, let's believe God for the next level. So you go from faith to faith and victory to victory with the prayer of agreement. I just want to say, even, even in agreement, though, it, it's so important to be around people that believe. Unbelief will, I, I, I'm telling you, unbelief will... It'll, it'll put you in a tailspin. And, and we've all, we, now listen, I'm, I'm going to be very transparent. We've all been in a place where, where you can have unbelief kind of creep in. And you're like, man, oh, I'm just not sure. Or, but, you know, and, and I tell you, that e- even early, in in my, early on in my Christian walk, the thing that I did was when I could feel unbelief coming, coming into my life over a situation or a circumstance, I would get around people that talk differently. I would get around people that spoke differently. I would get around people that would get my faith level to get, to get me at a higher level. Amen? And, uh, you know, and, and please understand, that, that is so important. 
Because, you know, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, the Bible says. So what you hear, what comes into your mind, what you hear is, is, is many times how your life will play out. Your life will play out by what, by what comes through your mind, what comes into your, what, what you hear. Your life will play out that way. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So you've got to position yourself. I, when you're, you know, I don't feel like that as a believer, you always have to be, in a, 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 that you're always contending for something. I believe there's the walk of faith. And I think we mistake that sometimes that you always have trouble in life. No, I, I, I don't have trouble. I, 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 there's something that I need, to, I need to figure out in faith if I'm not, if I'm not there. That's, that's how I look at it. I'm, I'm contending in the faith for something. I'm not contending against a problem. You know, so, so you, know, you see how, you see how it's, it's about how you shift, your, you have to shift your mind. Because, you know, you can, you can find somebody to relate with your problem. You can find somebody to relate with what's going on. You just hit Google. You'll get, you'll get 1,575 articles on, on everything, right? And, you know, and, and then you'll get confused over what, what is my diagnosis, you know? I'm, I'm going to be pink before I get done reading this thing. So, anyway, I... The prayer of agreement is so important, but what you put yourself around, get around people that believe like you believe. And if you feel like you're weak in faith, don't, this is the kind of house, I'm telling you, there's faith in this house. You know, I, I told Brother Don, I said, you know, I want to talk about healing. There's faith in this house to see those things released. You know, guys, listen, when we laid hands on that girl in January of last year, and she come in here and her baby's dead in the womb. It's dead in the womb. I, you know, she's lost... You know, we're, we're not recording. She's lost six children, five, five babies. And she says, my baby hasn't moved in a month. And I, my, you know, that thing which I fear has come upon me, that was, I, I, I fear that I'm going to lose, my, uh, lose this one too. And, you know, there was just, there was just the faith, the gift of, that, <laughs> that was a miracle. But that, that, it was a gift, that, that, that was the, the working of a miracle. We laid hands on her. Miranda put her hands on her stomach, and that, and that baby started kicking. <laughs> so you, you get yourself, you park yourself where you can get things in faith. And, 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 don't, and, don't, and don't quit. <laughs> don't, don't quit. Well, it didn't work out this way. There, there, we're showing you at least five different things that you can do around healing. And I've been around the bush on some of these a few times. I'm going to agree. No, this is what's going to be done in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I don't ha I'm going to step out of it now. Go ahead. If you have anything else. Just to, on the, to follow up with Pastor Brand there, um, Jesus always got rid of unbelief. Yeah. There was a reason. When he, when he went to Lazarus, he, when he went to Jairus, when they, he cleared out the house. He cleared out unbelief. And, and why unbelief is so, people say, well, unbelief is, is, is deadly when it comes to the life of Christ operating. You say, what, what do you mean? Jesus could do there no mighty miracles because of their unbelief. He had the spirit without measure, the fullness of the Godhead inside of him, the Holy Spirit. And Jesus himself couldn't do a miracle. So if he couldn't do it, that's the, that's the effect of unbelief. So when you're dealing with agreement, again, that's so important. And then how do you get it? What Jesus showed us example, you teach. You teach people, get them. That's one thing you can bring people into faith. If people say, I don't know if I can believe God for it. Well, let me show you what the word says. And you show them, as pastor said, thy word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my pathway. The word of God brings revelation and illumination to our hearts and mind about the will of God. Where is the will of God found? In the word of God. If I don't know what his word is, and I, I just felt like when you were talking, we should challenge ourselves in these areas of what we're believing God for and find it. How does it measure up with the word? And if we're not strong in those areas, I'm telling you, what you put in you will come out of you. You feed yourself. Dr. Summerall, again, great man of faith, he said, he said, feed your faith and starve your doubts. That's how you get into the agreement because it's the agreement with the word of God. And that's where, that's where we're meeting. That's the common denominator. Our faith is the point. It's the point of contact that we come together. I believe. I believe. He, God said it. I believe it. The word declares it. So, and then what do we do? We find a scripture. We find what the word has declared about our situation. And we stand in agreement. If any two 
honor shall agree as touching any one thing. That one thing, maybe it's to deal with healing, maybe it's to deal with finances, maybe it's to deal with salvation. But I can find what the word of God has to say about it. I can say, join your faith. Do you believe this word's true? Do you believe the Bible says this? And God's not a man that he should lie. And they'll say, amen, brother. Then let's agree. Because one will put a 1,000, but two will put 10,000. There's something in the multiplication. That's, I want you to encourage you. Because sometimes you don't feel, you know, Brother Hagin said one time, he said, I don't have the faith to put drapes on the, on the wall. And sometimes we feel that way. Amen. You go through those times. But get a hold. Call Brother John up. Say, Brother John, I need you to come into agreement. And, and he'll join his faith. And then what I say, all of a sudden your faith is multiplied. And you see quicker results. You see things manifesting a lot quicker because there's the same way in the prayer of agreement. The Bible says, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. That deals with two areas, delegated authority and also those that are in faith believing. We, we practice what we preach. We don't go up there saying, well, we'll pray lay hands on you and hope something happens. But, you know, nine times out of ten, it doesn't always work. That's not what you'll hear from this pulpit. We believe that God is who he says he is. And just, you know what's amazing about it? I don't have to have a star that week and I'm Jesus' favorite. I just simply obey the word. And I'm telling you, I got a revelation of this several years ago. I was battling in my body, and I mean, just a severe physical attack, something I'd never experienced before. I was literally going to work and coming home and going straight to bed because it was all, that's the only way I could function. And I was praying. I was like, Lord, I don't understand. But that revelation, and I thought, I'm going to the elders. I'm going to have them lay hands on me. I'm going to have them anoint me with oil because he said that the, the Lord shall raise him up. And I remember a man of God said, he said, I didn't even really hear all the, the preachers were preaching or all they were praying over me. I was just waiting for the amen. And when they said amen, I said amen, and I, I received it, and he received his miracle. So there, there that's why a lot of times when you're in a, in a setting like this, the ministers will say, come forward. Or if you're battling in your body, come forward. Let the ministers, what do you, you're presenting yourself in obedience to that word. And God will honor that because you're saying, I believe that, Lord, you've anointed the elders. You've anointed the leaders. Not because they're special, but they're walking because we're servants. That's our job. It's not, it's not some special thing. Anybody can do it. But when we operate in that authority that God's delegated, we're obeying the Great Commission. We're doing what he's called the elders to do. And guess what happens? Power is released. And when you come up here and people lay hands on you, when you say, I want the elders to pray for me, your expectation should be nothing but yes and amen. I receive it, and I know it's happening. Amen? Let's go into the third one. It's all right tonight, guys? You getting anything? Amen. I'm getting stuff. This is good. I, I like this. It's a kind of a neat format, you know. I like it when we do this. So let's go to the third one, laying on of hands. Take your Bibles go to Mark chapter 16. And I feel like, you know, I, I'm just saying this. We're, we're going to do this next week because I feel like there's a few other things we'll cover. But I, I just feel like we're not going to. I want to make sure this is, you guys are catching this. That, that I don't want to rush. I, I, you know, I'm not trying to rush something in the Word where, where you're not understanding what's being said. And, and even at the end, I'll just, um, you know, take questions, okay? Is that all right? If somebody has a question, we'll, 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 we'll do our very best to answer it or we'll find it in the Word of God. Amen? So is, is that okay to have just even that moment at the end? And so be thinking that way already, amen, that if you have something that, you know, even anything that's been covered now that needs, we need to clarify, please let us know. So let's talk about the laying on of hands. Mark chapter 16. Uh, you know, we, he touched it on the Great Commission, but, but you can see how so many things go hand in hand. Mark, Mark 16, I'll just start at verse 15. It says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So he who believes, there's, there's a condition for salvation. You have to believe. It says, But he who does not believe will be condemned. We understand that condemnation, if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation. Praise God. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will, they will lay hands on the sick, and they, real, they will recover. So we, we, see a, we see a scripture right here uh, talking about the Great Commission, that this is what you can do as a believer. But, you know, we talked about it last week when Jesus sent out the 70. Did it, what, what, did he send, what did he send them out to do? 
Does anybody remember what he sent them out to do last week when we talked about that? He sent them out to, to preach the gospel and to heal the sick. So they, they, they went and they also healed. So when the 70 went out, they also, they also administered healing. So you see that as an example, as Jesus was sending the disciples out. It's why even as we go out as a go team or anything like that, if we go into a facility, does anybody here need healing? Amen? Because we understand that that's also a part of the Great Commission. Now listen, it doesn't mean that we go drinking deadly poison. It doesn't mean that we go, we're not going to go handle snakes. That's not, we're, not, we're, not that, we're not doing that. Amen? So it's not, it's not that. But there's the, the reference of, of understanding this passage that no harm shall come near you. That, 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 you're, that there's a protection upon you as a child of God. I'll just leave it there for right now. So, but, you know, this is a question that gets asked. You know, who can lay hands on someone? Who, who can lay hands on someone? I want you to understand that in a church, in, in our church, you know, in our church setting, you know, we have people that are delegated. You know, in the church, the church operates, uh, you know, with order. Everybody understands that, right? We, you understand there are people that are delegated. If Pastor Moran or I ask somebody, hey, could you come up and lay hands? You know, I've asked many of you guys to come in, and, and you stood in, you prayed. We've had prophetic nights here where people prophesied over one another. That's, that's a time of learning. That's, you know, in our, in our structured Sunday morning classes, you know, if we lay hands on people, there will be certain people that do that. We don't, we don't just say, okay, we're going to lay hands on people, and everybody just start laying hands. That's, that's not, we don't do that. There's an order in which we operate. Now, that's in, that's in the sanctuary. Now, please understand, if you're out, last night, even in a life group, have guys in a life group, have we ever laid hands on anybody in a life group? The answer to that is yes. I mean, we watched one guy get filled with the Holy Ghost one night, didn't we, Brother Stephen? Just, uh, you know, Stephen said that was the first time I'd ever, I think it was, didn't you share that with me? It was the first time you ever seen that. Just laid hands on him. He won the baptism of the Holy Ghost and laid my hands on him. And then he started speaking in tongues. And it was just like he just, he just, he just went rapping in tongues. And the heat, the fire of God hit him. And he, there's a fire on him. <laughs> so, so anyway, there's, there's, there's that practice that, you know, in our men's groups, you know, uh, you know, we lay hands on one another and pray for one another. We, we pray for one another. You know, there's been places where I, I go, and it, I, I don't go into Walmart as, as title as pastor of King's Chapel. I, I don't walk into Walmart. I walk in as a normal person. I've laid hands on people, uh, you know, you know I, I've prayed for people at Walmart. I've laid my hands at people at cash registers and prayed for them. Who can do that? You all can do that. You, you guys with me? You don't have to have a badge that says, I, I'm, you know, I'm official. You all can do that. You can lay hands on your children. You can pray for your children. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've put my hands on my kids, you know, many times. Fevers, 103, 104. Lay my hands on them and pray the prayer of faith, amen, that my children shall be healed. So, so you guys understand how healing can also be administered through the laying on of hands. I, I don't. I'm not going to rush, praise Jesus. Um, you know, you covered that James chapter 5, you know, the, the, the prayer, you know, calling the elders of the church, laying hands on someone, you know, that's, that's an example. We had that example last week, you know, that, that where we called upon the people, they gathered around, we anointed them with oil, and, you know, that prayer of faith, believing that prayer of faith heals their bodies in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's another way, you know, I, we encourage that. We encourage, you know, for people, even in life groups and leaders, you know, to get people praying in your life groups. You know, last night, it was just a profound night. I mean, we were an hour and a half just in our meeting last night, and it was just, you know, at the end of the service, you know, we're just all kind of confessing things and, re, you know, repenting. I, you know, I said, even as a pastor, I need to repent over this, and I need you guys, let's pray, you know. It, it's, you know, those are moments that are so important for people to be in. To understand how God can actually work. I'm out, of, I'm out of bounds. Amen. Stay right here. Brother Don, go ahead. Permission. Laying, on, laying, laying on of hands. Permission. Permission. There you go. That's the word. Permission. Don't, don't go lay hands on. The Bible says lay hands on no man suddenly. Uh, don't go out around laying hands and prophesying on people without asking permission. 
whether it's in the church setting, that's what pastor is talking about. There are people, not that they're the only ones that can lay hands on people, but there's a permission, there's a, there's a level of trust, there's a trust among the people. And if, if Mary walks into the service for the first time and you run across and say, I'm going to lay hands on you, you might get slapped, but, and rightfully so, because you didn't ask permission. But, but uh, let me read a scripture, and I, I, I want to do tell this story because it's, uh, it's relevant what we're talking about. Go to uh, Matthew or excuse me, Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. What a, what a powerful word here. It says, now when the sun was setting, verse 40, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases, different kinds of diseases, brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them all. The, and devils also came out of many crying out, and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. Brother Shambach tells the story of a gentleman that was in his meeting, uh, under a tent meeting, and just got saved that night. <clears throat> and he heard Brother Shambach talking about praying for the sick and talking about taking just a, a bottle of, of anointing oil and praying for people. And at the end of the service, after he gave his life to Christ, he asked Brother Shambach, Brother Shambach, i got one question for you. He said, that that you're talking about, can I do that? Or is that, you know, do I have to be a Christian for so long? He said, no, brother, you're, you've been commissioned. You've been, you're born again. You've given your life. If you believe what that word says, then you can activate that. The man that night went right to the hospital and got a bottle of anointing oil. And he went up to one of the worst floors where there are terminal patients. And actually, these doctors were in the room. And, and unbeknownst to him, this guy had just expired. So this man, who's a brand-new Christian, walked in this room. He said, he said I, the Lord must have hit him. He said, I don't know how I got in there. But he walked right in when the doctors were leaving, and he went over to this dead body that the sheet was already covered up. They were getting ready to take it to the morgue. And he began exactly what the preacher said he could do. He said, you'll cast out devils. You'll lay hands on sick. You'll raise the dead. And he took that anointing on. He didn't even know exactly how to pray. He just rebuked death and commanded life. And all of a sudden, that man began to spit and sputter from the oil that was in his mouth and came back to life. And he went through, the, actually started going through the whole hospital. I don't encourage it without permission, but he eventually was actually put in jail. But the story went, he went from room to room. People were asking, come over here, brother. Bring that oil over here. Because they were watching people. You say, can that happen? Absolutely. Because the works that he did will do, and greater works they'll do. The laying on of hands. Why is that so important? Because I say it this way, and what Pastor was talking, we're not containers, but we're conduit. There's a difference. A container stores it up, right? Well, we're not to store it up. We're not to be all fat and happy with miracle signs and wonders. But instead, we're conduits. The Holy Spirit works through us. You are his hands extended. You are his mouthpiece in the earth. So when you lay hands on people, the Holy Ghost works in through you. The power of God that comes from God resonates, right? He uses earthly vessels. He's not just going to magically wave a wand and someone's going to get healed. He said, you lay hands. Why? Because it's a point of contact. When I lay hands on Sister Angela, believing God with her, what am I believing? I'm believing that heaven... The power of heaven's flowing out of me into her body, not from what I've stored up, but because I'm a conduit, I'm open. And if you believe that way and, and operate that way, when you lay hands, don't ever think it's about me. We don't touch the goal. We don't touch the glory. We believe God that the glory of God flows through us, and to God be the glory, great things he has done. Amen? Praise God. You know, I, I want to, and I think this might be a good place because we're gonna, we're just, we're going to jump into this next week and kind of finish this out because because I, I want to talk I want to talk about the spirit of infirmity. I, I just feel like we need to we need to talk about that and people to you know, for us to understand even as a body to understand the operation of of uh, of faith, but but how we win, Amen. And um, you know, Mark 11, Mark 11, 24 says this, and this will be my closing remarks, and, and then I'll have Brother, Brother Don close closing remarks, and then I'll just we'll open it up for, for any questions. But, but Mark eleven twenty four it says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. So please, please see this right here. 
whatever things you ask when you pray. So it's important to cultivate a prayer life. It's important, it's important to learn about prayer. It, you know, you know it, it's why we pray. You know, people think, well, why do, they, why do they stretch hands towards one another? Why do they grab hands in church and, and pray for one another? Why do they do that? It's because in our culture, in an, in an American culture, you know, a lot of people will say, will you pray for me? Well, yeah, I'll keep you in prayer. You're, you, nobody's keeping anybody in prayer. Because you forget, I, I mean, you know, because everybody's busy, right? Everybody's got stuff to do, so, so people don't, that's why I say in this house, when somebody says, you know, will you, will you pray for me or keep me in prayer? Let's pray now. And, you, and a lot of times people are amazed that, that are outside of this church, but that's how we train people in this house. You know, no, let's pray now. Somebody says, well, you know, I, you know, you just keep me in prayer. Let, what, what's your prayer need? You know, somebody sent me, a, somebody, I get stuff a lot, and, you know, from Facebook. So-and-so needs prayer. My question back to them many times is, what does so-and-so need prayer about? Well, they need a healing. What do they need healed of? I, 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 I want to know how to pray. So, so it's important to know how to pray. So it's okay to ask people very specifically. I'll go ahead and put that out there as well. If somebody says, well, you know, I, I need prayer. I, I need a healing. What do you need? Well, God knows my need. Well, I don't know your need. God might know your need, but I don't know your need. How do you want me to pray for you? Bless you. You, you know, and I mean, you know, I'm not Catholic, but you know, that's anyway. So, and 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 just and that, but that's not how we. I believe that God gives us; He gives us the authority to be able to to pray powerfully, and you know, and 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 curse sickness and disease. Amen. Because it's from hell; it's not from God. So, so I I just I want you to see that because it's so important that you cultivate a prayer life. You can learn about prayer by being in corporate prayer. That's one thing that I probably don't say enough because a lot of times people say, well, well, I don't, you know, how do you, guys, listen, I remember what it was like when I first got saved and was like, somebody look at me and say, you got a prayer life? I'd be like, yeah, I, I pray, you know, I pray a couple minutes at a time because that, that's all I understood. I didn't understand that I could actually pray for an hour, let alone have a prayer meeting for four hours. I mean, we went, we had dinner one time at our house. That was funny. We were talking about the other night. We, we had the gifts of the uh, operation of the gifts. Uh, we were breaking bread. We were praying over the food. The Holy Ghost fell, and we were in a three-hour prayer meeting. I said, put the food in the oven. We're, go we're going to pray. We laughed. We cried. We had tongues of interpretation. This was at the house. So, you know, it just got God began to move in that. That doesn't happen. I mean, that hasn't happened very many times in my life. Many times, Lord, thank you. Bless my food in Jesus' name. I don't, I don't have a 12-point sermon when I pray over my food. You know, I'm not Jesus. Bless my eggs and my peas, and you you don't have to be you don't have to be religious, okay? You 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 know, just pray over your food. I, if you feel a move of the Holy Spirit, that's a whole other thing. Uh, the Holy Spirit moved. For whatever, I mean, it, He moved. That we all needed that, right? I mean, I think Amanda that you you prophesied or spoken tongues that uh, this we were we were just sitting down to eat dinner. Praise Jesus. So, but 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 it's so important. You can learn about prayer by being in corporate prayer. And you can cultivate a prayer life. So it's important that you understand. The reason we, we don't have a lot of times is because we don't ask. We don't feel worthy enough to go to, to, to God. But if you're born again and if you're a child of God and you're saved, He's saying, look son, look daughter, you have access to me. I'm not going to keep anything away from you. Oh, but no, you don't understand. I've messed up. Oh, I've messed up. I'm, I'm messed up. He's like, get yourself together. Yeah, we've all messed up. We've all, we've all sinned. Get your crap together. I said, I said that. But get your stuff together. Get yourself fixed. You know, go and sin no more. Every time where Jesus showed up in a situation, he would say, go and sin no more. Now, your life got fixed. Now quit it. Knock it off. Get your, get your heart right. Get your mind right. Quit complaining. Get with the right people. I, I mean... It's not, please understand, Christianity is not complicated. Religious people make it complicated. And people that don't know Jesus make it, <laughs> hallelujah. The people that don't know Jesus and people that, that have a form of godliness, those are the people you don't need to listen to. And people run to YouTube and they get all this junk off of YouTube. And, you know, you, you've got to cut that stuff out. People blabbing stuff they know nothing about. And so you, you have to. <laughs> You have, to, you have to solely depend upon the Word of God. And you've got to be somewhere where, you know, 
Even tonight, I mean, I'm, we're accountable to one another. We sit upstairs, we talked about this stuff. I mean, I'll talk, we'll talk after. Is there anything that you feel like was out of line? I, guys, we take this stuff very serious. It's so that you have it, so you know as a believer how to operate in faith and how to move in faith and not look like everybody else. I don't want you to look, I don't want to look like the world. If you're in college, I know we got some of you guys, I don't want you to look like every college student. Depressed, on anxiety medicine, drinking every other day, smoking weed every day. You know, why? What, 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 what you know, I got to smoke weed to help with my anxiety. I got to do this, I got to do that. I, you guys, the world will always have something to pull you away from the things of God. Don't look like the world. But see, you know, and I, I love this. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, you got to believe that. You got to believe that I, I can get to a place in prayer with God where He'll answer and when He'll show up, He's a faithful God. He'll show up on my behalf. He'll, he'll do it on my behalf. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, some of you just need to begin to test God in this area. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in a, a corporate prayer, early morning prayer, just to, to listen. And then I'm not going to let you hang around too long. Amen? Then you're going to start praying. Then we're, you know, and then you're going to cultivate a prayer life. And you're going to understand how important God wants to move in your life. Amen? But watch this. This is so important. It says, because when you ask, pray, and it says, believe that you receive them. Believe. That's where faith kicks in. You know, listen, I, guys, I, there's been times where I, I didn't feel healed. There's been times where I, I felt, you know, I remember a time that I preached in Canaan. I had my temperature, who knows what it was. I, I, I looked, I probably looked horrible. And I, I wore a jacket that day and a, you know, and a, a shirt and paint trousers and, and I had a fever. And my fever broke while I was preaching. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, oh, Jesus. I, I had to grab a hold of the post. I thought I was, I thought I was done, you know. And it, and it broke. And I, and I could begin to feel. I could just feel the power of God come into my body. It's, you, you know, sometimes you don't feel healed. You can't base things upon feelings. If you've lived any amount of time in life, you, you can't base decisions upon feelings. You'll go, you'll go wrong every time. Well, I feel, I, I just feel. You know, I, you know, Marianne will look at me sometimes, you know, I'll make some comment like, you know, I was just thinking, I, you know, I feel, why are you dealing with your feelings for? You need people like that in your life too. That you check your feelings. You know, suck it up. You're going to live. You're, you're not going to die. Amen. You know, so believe that you receive them and you will have them. And I, and I love that. Yeah, there's been times I didn't look healed, I didn't feel healed, but I'm, my confession was I'm healed in Jesus' mighty name. I, I believe the word. I believe it works. Amen? So that's my closing remark. Praise God. I just, man, I, I just, I really so desire for you guys to, to grab a hold of. These are some elementary things that you can do. It, it, it's, not always, it's not always it comes this way, though. And that's the one thing I want to leave you, leave you tonight. Maybe, maybe you're like, man, I'm just not getting my breakthrough. Okay, well, let's do agreement. Let's do oil. Let's do this. Let's circle the wagon. Praise God. I, you know, say, you, you, you just keep, you keep pressing in. Amen? Amen. Go ahead. One of my favorite phrases is faith doesn't ignore reality. It deals with reality. And when you're dealing in that area, uh, there's some denominations out there that we, they used to go through the crowd. Does anybody have any unspoken prayer requests? And you'd lift a hand up signifying you had a... I just want to encourage you, there's no such thing as an unspoken prayer request. Well, the Lord knows my need. Well, he also knows your sin, but he tells you to confess your sins, right? So if he, if he and again, a lot of people, I don't want to say it because if I say it, the devil will know. What's that got to do with anything? He said, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse you and forgive you of all unrighteousness. So when you're dealing in an area... You don't have to own it as your own, but if you're battling in your body or you're battling with something, by all means, use discretion. I don't want to hear all the gory details, but just the point of contact. What can we believe you for? I don't, you know, 
and, and I just want to go to scripture here real quick on this because I want to deal with, Pastor had shared with last week when he was ministering in this area of healing, and, and the Lord quickened me about the spirit of infirmity. You want to? Okay. Okay. I got you. Gotcha. But again, the prayer of agreement is join, join your faith together. But every, the, the promises of God are yes and amen to us that believe. Grasp a hold of them. Just everything. Until you get it in you, again, that doubt. What, what removes all doubt? Faith in God's word. Faith will expel every doubt. Get the faith, get the word on it. That you Have the scripture over you. So what's important? The word, because two sets of ears are hearing it. You're declaring it out, but your ears are also hearing it. And every time you read, like pastor's talking about, confessing. David just, the, the, Brother Greg teaches a great teaching on uh, to mutter. When you meditate, see law, pause, think about it. When you and, and to mutter, to constantly have it over and over in your ears, regardless of what your circumstance. Well, I don't feel healed. I don't care. I am the healed of the Lord, because He says I'm healed. I don't walk by f my feelings. I walk by faith. If I'm looking for the feeling, I'm not in faith. But the faith that I have will always manifest the miracle before I ever feel it. The feeling is just the confirmation that it's already done. So when you don't don't be looking toward that as that's my that's my barometer of whether I've been healed or not. No, the word said it. I believe it, and that's it, sister. I remember you. Just God's word said it. That's what was coming out of your mouth. When you confess the word of God, it's not it's not a magic potion. It's this is the the authority. This is the the great physician. Not a practicing position, but the great physician has declared this over my body, has declared this over my mind, has declared this over my finances. So I believe, let God be true and every man a liar. Mama and them, grandma, whoever. It doesn't matter how, how wonderful they were and how great of a Christian they were. My faith is not based on your experience and your faith shouldn't be based on my experience. Your faith should be, our faith should be rooted firmly and grounded in the word of God. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, I, I just want to teach more on that. That's the only reason I stopped you because I know we talked about that because I, I feel like it's important to, to teach even around that. Praise God. Anybody got any questions? Any questions? Does, does this help? I mean, because we, we've just kind of covered, you know, four, four, four areas tonight. I've got a question. Okay. Does God through heal, heal through medicine? We're not anti-doctor. We're not anti-physicians. I said that jokingly, but thank God for the doctors. There are doctors who God has given divine wisdom, divine understanding, that the wisdom that comes from above, not in the natural realm, that they've been able to diagnose and see things and, and help so many people. So I want to say that up front, that don't, we don't discredit doctors. We don't believe. So healing is administered. There was times when there was poison, and they put a, a root in there. That's, that's a form of. There, there was a time where, where Paul told Timothy, Take a, drink a little bit of wine for your stomach because he was dealing with stomach issues. So God doesn't throw those things away. Now, what do you, what, what do you want to believe God for? I want to believe God for everything he has for me. I don't want to leave it on the table. He said I can have, even in financial realm, he said I can have some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. Well, I could stay at 30, but I want to get to 60, and then I want to operate in 100-fold. And then a thousand times greater. So that's the progression of faith. And that's why we don't, we don't get into condemnation. Well, I take, I take aspirin for headaches. They're going to condemn me at that church. No, just use your faith at every level. And I told people, you know, we had a big, big thing with COVID and all that. And I, I, you can't just go out there. Well, if you had faith, you'd do what I do. What condescending jerk you are. Seriously. Remember what I said, a prayer of agreement? I had to come into agreement with people that believe contrary to what I personally was losing my faith for. That's not a, a slight. That's just saying, what can you believe God for? 
So you come into agreement. You say, hey, I believe the doctor, he's got this thing. He knows exactly what's going on. Here's how they're going to do it. So we're going to believe for supernatural healing. I prayed for people, not that they wouldn't have the operation, but that they'd take the, go have the operation. The, it, they would heal quicker than the doctor ever thought they could. There would be no infection. Everything would go. And a 12-hour surgery would be done in six hours. And it happened just like we prayed. Is that faith being loosed? It was faith operating. And I wasn't trying to supersede their faith and come out of agreement. Instead, I came into agreement with it. So don't get into condemnation. And thank God, again, for doctors and for medicines and these things. But God is our great physician. Amen? I love how Brother Don set you all up for that. He's like, you know, he answered his own question. <laughs> he asked the question and answered the question. <laughs> you know, I love this because I... A pastor friend of mine is on our team, and he's a, he's a regional pastor. He says, according to your faith, Brother Brad, according to your faith. And uh, he says that all the time to me, according to your faith. And Jesus said that a lot, according to, according to your faith. Be somewhere where you're going to grow your faith, though. That's, you know, people leave this house, go somewhere else, they move or whatever. I'm be somewhere where you're going to have your faith. Where you're going to grow your faith. Your, your faith's going to grow, Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand tonight. Praise God. Any other questions? I don't think anybody else said anything else. Amen.